What color is my hair? Brown. What color is your hair? Brown. What color is Pop Pop's hair? Another hair. He doesn't have hair? Ew! 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. I am one of your hosts, Douglas Hainer. And I'm your second host, Jamie Otis Hainer. And co-creator. Co-creators over here. Uh, today is going to be a tough one to talk about because I have never seen my daughter in so much pain. Yeah, it was a rough night last night. And it was tough because it was one of those injuries that you don't know what's really going on. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start from the top. Honestly, I wasn't sure if I even really wanted to share this because it involves her private parts, but I think it's important to share it because there are obviously other kids with private parts and this happens to other kids all the time. And I really believe that when you're able to share these types of experiences, it helps other families know what to do. And also it kind of helps raise awareness, but I'm like hyper, hyper aware of any sort of sexual assault. You know, I don't talk about it often, but I was sexually abused as a child myself. And so I am just like super hyper aware for my daughter and my son because boys can be abused as well. And I don't think that's really thought about as much, but it's so true. Yeah, especially when you get into different areas around the country and meeting people for the first time and then having your children around people that you really don't know you haven't met. Yeah. As you guys know, we're here in Florida and so we're around all new people. But before we get into this, I definitely want to give a shout out to a five-star reviewer. We have gotten so many five-star reviews and it has really brightened our days to be able to read your five-star reviews. It really means so much to us. Yeah. I really think that people connected with the last couple episodes that we had with the speech sisters and talking about parenting and stuff. We really, really do appreciate your five-star reviews because there was a lot over the past couple Yeah. Thank you so much. I know it takes time out of your day. So it means so much that you stop to actually find the spot to leave the five-star review. It means a lot. Yeah. So this one comes from Claire's 719 who writes, great podcast for mamas. I feel a little left out here, but it's fine. Love this podcast. As a new mom, I love hearing your experiences with your kiddos. You are both so real and relatable, open and honest, and it is refreshing to hear. Definitely helps me as a new mom feel like the feelings or experiences that I'm having are more common than I realize. Heart emoji. Heart emoji. (laughs) That's so, so, so sweet. It's kind of true. This is actually a pretty good podcast for mamas. It's maybe, well, I wouldn't say it's more mamas than parenting because we, or I'm sorry, not parenting, mom brain over here. I've had zero sleep, but um, oh God. I meant Talk couples. about sleep. Oh my goodness. So, okay. So let me start from the beginning. So mm. we're recording this on a Friday and on Wednesday, Henley was, we just got these chairs in from Target. I pretty much bought everything secondhand for this house, but I, I had these chairs in mind that I wanted. And so I got them from Target. They're pretty much the only thing that's new. <laughs> and so I had them all assembled and lined up. We don't have a dining room table yet. So they're lined up along the wall in the dining room. It's perfect for a kid to want to jump from one chair to the next and walk on them because yeah. they're in a perfect line. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And so Henley was doing just that. She was walking along the chairs and one of them must have slipped 
tripped or something and she fell in such a way that her vagina hit the side of the yeah. chair. Like one leg fell through the cracks and then she kind of just like did a split but landed right on the side of the chair. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and she's three, so it was scary. You know, I know she falls and she's not even hurt, but she was just scared. So she'll freak out like a cry and have these big emotions. And so, you know, we weren't sure if she was hurt or if she just like had these big emotions. But what I do want to say right from the top here is I am so incredibly thankful. I literally thank God that I saw this happen with my own two eyes because it's an injury to her vagina. And so to me, it's a very sensitive area where I'm like, am I sure that actually fell and got hurt or did someone hurt her? And so for me, I'm just so thankful that I actually saw this happen with my own two eyes. So I know for sure, you know, she did fall, but I still, like I said, I'm hyper aware of any sort of sexual abuse and we are around all these new people. I mean, she just started a new school and we have a babysitter who comes to help out. Like for example, right now we're podcasting and we thank God and it's not at midnight, which is amazing. Yeah. So we have like a babysitter who's out helping, you know, watch Henley and Hendrix right now. But anyways. And the reason why Jamie keeps saying that hyper aware about sexual abuse is because immediately after that, we asked her if there was anything wrong and she said her tushy hurt. And then it was just kind of, that was it. Went to sleep, right. went to school the next day. And about midday, we started to get text messages from the teacher saying that Henley was complaining about her tushy hurting. And she did it more than once and it warranted a text message to us. And they asked if maybe we wanted to come early to pick her up. Yeah. And so that obviously really raised my flags. And so because, oh my goodness, I don't even know how to begin. And I don't mean this in any sort of way, but I think it's really important for us as parents, like no matter how much you like the school, how much you like the teacher, you know, how great these people are, you have to listen to your children because sometimes it's like the people that you think are the greatest who are sexually abusing our children. So anyways, you know, I got the text from the teachers. We went to pick her up as soon as we possibly could. And this part of the story is a little annoying, not going to lie, especially as a mom, but we have an urgent care that's very nearby. So I tried going there. I wanted her to get looked at. I brought her home and sure enough, you know, like she seemed to be fine unless she had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. As soon as we picked her up from the school, she was kind of fine. And we had a normal car ride home and she said her tushy thing once. And then when we got home, she immediately had swim lessons. So yes. Oh, good point. Yeah. Got in a bathing suit, went outside to swim lessons and she loves swim lessons. She just got goggles and loves going underwater and she's really progressing quite well. But then I would say every five minutes, she would come up and just all of a sudden snap, like just in reeling pain, just saying, my tushy, my tushy. And like it happened more than once where she would just, it was like this sharp little pain. She'd be fine, want to go underwater. She'd come up and then all of a sudden it would just be like this horrible scream and saying that her tushy hurt. And Jamie was inside. So when she came over to me, I said, what hurts? And she goes, my tushy. I go, point to my tushy. And instead of pointing behind her, she was pointing to her vagina. And so I kind of just interpreted that as it's not her tushy hurting. It's so, her vagina. Yeah. So when we brought her inside, we stopped swim lessons early. And then it was kind of a struggle to try to see and what was wrong with her. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a nurse and obviously I don't specialize in pediatrics. And I really think that sometimes when you say you're a nurse to like someone who's not a nurse, like they just think you know everything about all things. And some nurses think that they do know everything about all things. I'm the first to tell you that like, I love expert opinions. I really, I don't know. I just love it when someone knows their field really, really well. 
well. So anyways, I'm not an expert on pediatrics vaginas, <laughs> but I did. I don't I'm, know if they have a specialty for that. Yeah, I don't know either, but but I'm a mama and I know what her vagina looked like. And so she was born with her uh, hole closed and the pediatrician said that that can be normal. You know, it's not, I mean, obviously it's not normal, but it's not like a big deal. Uh, just keep an eye out. You you could give it cream, but she could grow nipples. And I'm like, I'm not giving my kid any sort of hormone cream <laughs> where her vagina can then open and she grows nipples at it'd like be, two or weird. three. Yeah, it'd be weird if she was the kid in pre-kindergarten that has nipples. Yeah, I was like, if you think that it's fine, then she's fine. And so we went the natural route. You know, he said that when she hits puberty, the hormones will kick in anyways and it will naturally separate. So you could do one or the other. It doesn't matter. And we were like, well, we'll wait for her hormones kicking in themselves. But that being said, so the whole incident with the chair, I'm obviously aware that, you know, her vagina is like kind of closed together by this thin layer of skin. And so I was worried that maybe that that skin did get punctured in some way. And so, I mean, literally she was absolutely fine. And then it just was like random times she would just like wail in pain. And and like Doug said, it was in the pool in particular. And so I was like, I've got to see her vagina because it sounds like she has like maybe a cut there. I was like crossed out UTI because she's not going pee frequently. And I crossed out a yeast infection because she's not itchy down there. Well, she wasn't even going to the bathroom at this point either. That's true. So, you know, I looked at her vagina. It definitely looked red, but she was fighting it so much that I was like, I need to go see a doctor. Like I want a doctor to see her and to tell me like what they think. And so I try going to the urgent care and they don't accept her insurance. And, you know, the fee would be 150 just to see her. And that's like the starting out rate. And I was like, okay, let me find an urgent care that accepts. Let's, let's find a thrift shop. <laughs> yeah, I'm real good at secondhand. No, I was like, let's find an urgent care that actually accepts our insurance. And so I called up this other one and the lady, not for nothing, but she was kind of rude to me. And maybe I'm sensitive. I'm definitely hormonal, but I do tend to struggle with feeling, I guess, rejected a lot. But like I told her the situation, I said, you know, this urgent care that's closer to our home, it doesn't accept our insurance. So we'd like to come to this one. Now remind you, and I'll say I'm a nurse, so I know how it's annoying to get the last patient of the day. They closed within an hour and 15 minutes of me calling there. So I'm sure that that's annoying to like know that there's a patient coming in. But the nurse on the line was like, well, did you call her pediatrician? And I was like, uh, the office is closed because they close at 4.30. And so I was like, the office is closed and this is an emergency. Like, I don't want to like, you know, call the emergent line. And she goes, oh, well, we really recommend you calling your pediatrician. There's usually a nurse hotline and you should really just go there. And I was like, well, what if we just stop by? I just kind of wanted her to look at it. And she goes, well, we really don't specialize in pediatrics. So mm -hmm. you should really just call your pediatrician. And I was yeah. like... I don't know, maybe that makes sense. But I also was like, really? I'm a scared mom right now. I just want someone to tell me that my daughter's okay. Right. And like, you know it's later in the day where most offices are probably going to be closed and you're telling us to go to her pediatrician. Yeah, so I don't know. That just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But either way, I was like, well, I don't want to go there now because they don't even seem excited to see my daughter. So, you know, I did. I called Doug and I was like, they like basically denied me. I'm like, I don't know. But she wasn't freaking out even at that moment. She was completely like laughing in the back seat. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to bring my laughing child insisting that she's seen, you know, so we go home, we have dinner, we, you know, tuck her in for bed, read her a bedtime story. And this is where it all goes sour. She like, <laughs> she just wakes up. It was just waking up and then saying it was like normal groans and just like, eh, and then, you, you know, you go in and normally she asks for milk. This time it was just 
I just laid with her and it just got progressively worse and worse with her screaming and I want mommy and my tushy hurts. Yeah. And so, you know, I laid down with her and I like sing this song to her. It's Henley Grace, Henley Grace, your mommy's Henley baby and daddy's Gracie. Or no, your your daddy's Henley baby. Oh, you baby. sing it all the time, do you? I really do. And I always mess that up. It's your daddy's Henley baby and mommy's Gracie girl. So anyways, I started singing that to her and that really helps calm her. I've been singing her that since she was like literally a day old. But anyway, she fell asleep, but then like a couple hours later, she wakes up screaming and wailing. And I could tell it was because she was in so much pain from peeing. Like she still wets the bed at night. So she wears a pull-up for bed. And I could tell like there was a little tiny bit of um, urine in the pull-up and it must have woken her up because she just woke up screaming and crying. And oh my God, I can't even tell you the amount of pain this little girl was in. Yeah. Before Jamie went in though, she would even say, because Henley will say a lot of things to try to get out of the room, whether it's, I want you to change my bed sheets or I want water or I have to go to the bathroom and then she wants to come with you. So this was the first time though that she said to me, I want to go in the bath. And this is like one in the morning. I want to take a bath. She didn't say that. She said that to me. She did? Yeah, she said it to me. And then that's when she started crying and screaming and saying, I want mommy. And that's when I walked out. You walked in. Oh, Um, I didn't even know she said she wanted a bath. She wanted to take a bath. She wanted me to run a bath and take a bath at like midnight or a little after midnight. That's crazy. I didn't know that. And so anyways, I didn't even know that. Otherwise, I would have been like, great idea. Let's do that. But I thought she just, she said she had to go pee-pee. She really had to go pee-pee. So I was like, okay, let's try. And so, you know, I'm putting her on the toilet. And at this point, Doug's in the room with Hendrix. And I'm putting her on the toilet and I'm holding her. I'm like literally hugging her while she's on the toilet. And I said, you know, just go. And like every little dribble, like she just wailed and like out of control. I mean, at that point then, it was like she wouldn't even go. She was like just throwing the biggest, what may have looked like a tantrum to like a parent, I guess, if you didn't know your kid was in pain, but like I knew she was in pain and nothing I could do was going to help her. And so I can't remember if she fell back asleep at this point and then she woke back up two hours later. I think that's exactly what happened. And then she wakes up two hours later and it's even more pain and really has to go to the bathroom and just can't. And so I, Doug, at this point it's 3 a.m. And I go to Walgreens to go get her Tylenol. Yeah, we don't have Tylenol, which is like, I mean, mom fail. I don't have Tylenol or Benadryl, which is another thing you should really have on hand. But I'm like, Doug, you go, like at this point, Hendrix, and also Hendrix is going through this sleep thing right now. So at this point, Hendrix is finally sleeping. I nursed him back to sleep. She's now, you know, screaming and wailing. And so I said, Doug, you go to Walgreens greens and get, you know, the Tylenol and whatnot. I'll try to help soothe her or get her to go pee because like she had to go pee so bad, but it kept hurting. So we ended up, I just drew the bath and I literally put, she wouldn't let me take off her dress. So I literally put her in the bathtub with her dress on and she wanted me to come in with her. So I took off, you know, my bottoms. I even kept my shirt on because she didn't want me to let her go. And we just sat in the tub and I just held her and rocked her in the tub and told her, you know, try to go pee pee in here. And let me tell you, if your kid has a cut and a sore down there and it hurts for her to go to the bathroom, or if you're postpartum, (laughs) going pee in the tub is just like so much less painful than going pee even in a shower because there's all this water that immediately dilutes the urine. So she finally went pee in the tub. And then afterwards she goes, I feel better now. Yeah. I get back from Walgreens and I walk into my daughter giving me a smile ear to ear. Oh, yeah. Knowing that there's medicine for her. Oh, yeah. She couldn't even wait for us to unpackage it. She just kept going, ah, uh, with her mouth open to yeah. get medicine. Clearly just the urine was really hurting her vagina as like, you know, so that was what the pain was. But I'm like, so what caused this injury in her vagina? Was it 
for Indeed, the chairs? Is it the new school? Like, what is it? And so, of course, you know, I was like, Doug, we are going to the pediatricians tomorrow, regardless of how much better she feels after she goes pee. Like, we have to go. And sure enough. Well, I mean, you hear all these stories about, you know, something happening and you know something's wrong with your kid and your instincts just kick in. And I don't know, for some reason it was, I didn't want to take that chance. You know, I was like, oh, you know, she's in good spirits and she goes right to bed. She's happy when she goes to bed. I set a timer to say, okay, as soon as the timer goes off, I'm going to leave and then you have to go night night. And it was just one of those things where I said, I don't want this to be a thing where if we have time to go, we go because I don't ever want there to be a situation where it's like you look back and like, well, you should have gone earlier. Right. Exactly. A hundred percent. It's like a bigger thing. Yeah. Even though she said she felt better after she went. And as a matter of fact, earlier today, she was able to go poo and pee without it hurting, which was amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. But I was like, I'm still taking her to the doctors because I, I just wanted that reassurance as a mom. And honestly, I have a zero shame, zero guilt for just taking her anyways, because you just never know. So I ended up taking her to the doctor's. I actually just got back from the doctors before we started this and she doesn't have a UTI. I didn't really think she did anyways. They were like, let's try. And I was like, yeah, I'm all about double checking everything. She doesn't have a UTI. She doesn't have a yeast infection. It's indeed. So she peed in a cup? Yeah, Doug doesn't know. How'd that work? Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get into this, let's quickly give a shout out to our sponsor this week, Green Chef. They are incredible. Yeah. For any parents that are looking to mix things up in the kitchen, or if you're looking for healthier, high quality meals, highly recommend checking out Green Chef. You've heard us speak about HelloFresh before. Well, HelloFresh bought Green Chef, which is a USDA certified organic company. They offer meal plans, which include paleo, plant-powered, keto, balanced living. Now more than ever, I'm sure everybody listening has started to order things online. Yeah, and you can get your meals that way too. And we are huge fans of getting your meals online because it's just so much easier. The recipes are quick and easy. They have step-by-step instructions. There's chef tips and photos to guide you all the way along it. And everything is handpicked and delivered right to your front door. So you don't have to worry about, you know, any shopping or any of that jazz. Also, I want to tell you the ingredients come pre-measured, which is like awesome. awesome yeah. Because you don't have to worry about it. It's already perfectly portioned. And it just makes it throw out a ton of stuff. Yeah. It just makes it super easy because it's already, you know, mostly prepped for you. So yeah, if you would like to get off your first month of Green Chef. Highly recommend going to greenchef.com slash hotmarriage80 and use the code hotmarriage80 to get 80 bucks off across four boxes, including free shipping on your very first box. That's greenchef.com slash hotmarriage80 and use the code hotmarriage80 to get $80 off across four boxes. That's $20 off your first four boxes. For a total of eighty dollars, I've tried every meal plan. I'm like sometimes I'm I used to, I went through a stint being vegan. I'm kind of a little paleo now. I love vegetarian. A paleo. Yeah, I, I'm a little paleo. <laughs> I I cheat all the time though. A little paleo, little vegan. <laughs> I cheat all the time. <laughs> like little, little pancakes at twelve. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the the way I cheat all the time. I'm always like, well, I mean, it's better than cake, right? Pancakes are way healthier than cake. So yeah, no, that's exactly. <laughs> I like them so bad. I'll be like, I ate really healthy. Like I had my green chef for dinner. So now I'm going to have cake for dessert. (laughs) I don't know if it all works out or not. But anyways, Doug comes home from Walgreens and she's like a different kid because she finally peed in the tub. And you know, this is just mom life, but 
Hendrix wakes up and needs to be fed. And I'm like, I literally got zero sleep last night between Hendrix and Henley. And I'm questioning my own desire to want to have four kids because I am like, how do parents of more than two do it? Like, God bless them. I can barely keep my ship afloat over here. More than two kids that are under five years old is, yeah. I just felt like I was going a little bonkers because when one stopped crying, the other started crying. And I was like, well, at least they're both not crying at the same time. Perfectly timed kids. Oh my golly. Yeah. But so today, you know, we get to the pediatrician's And, you know, this pediatrician, I didn't know it, but they're fans of the show and they know who we are immediately. And, you know, that's really, really sweet. Honestly, it almost feels like sometimes when you guys come up and say, oh, hi, you know, I know you, like, whatever you say, it just feels like we are friends. You know, I feel like you like us. And so, like, I don't know, I feel more comfortable with you. And so it made me feel at ease that, you know, a few of the people at this pediatrician's office watch us and follow us. And it feels like we are friendly with them. But what happened the first time we went there, we took them there soon after we got here in Florida for a well visit, both for Hendrix and for Henley. And Henley needed it to change over her school forms from New Jersey to Florida. So the way the pediatrician office works is they have to do their own assessment before they can transfer all of her well visits and site visits or whatever it is over to the Florida form. So they treated her as if she was a new patient and did the basic checks that they would do. Yeah. So she basically had another three-year check. I mean, we did it right before she came because she was three, but they did it again here. Had I known, I would have totally skipped that doctor's appointment (laughs) because I was so effing busy. But anyways, we get there and they do Hendrix and Hendrix is a ginormous baby. We all know that. (laughs) He's 18 pounds at four months, which (laughs) 18.1. And I'm really proud of my breast milk for that. But anyways... Henley, they asked her to take off all her clothes. And I was like, that is so weird. And so I wanted to ask you, Doug, did we have her take off her underwear too? No, no. She stayed in her underwear. Okay. That's good because I couldn't remember, but it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And like I said earlier, like I'm hyper aware of these things of like sexual abuse. And I'm also hyper aware that, you know, priests can do it. Doctors can do it. Like the weird dude next door can do it. Like anybody can be sexually abusive to your children. I haven't even met the neighbor here. I haven't actually. She's she's very friendly, but still, you're not going to be alone with my kid. (laughs) (laughs) No way, Jose. So anyways, the nurse said, oh, take off all their clothes, strip her down to her underwear, and then they're going to do their physical. And I was like, what? Because our pediatrician back home in New Jersey has never asked her to strip down to her underwear for the well visit. And it really, really rubbed me the wrong way. I immediately text my sister-in-law and I asked her, you know, does your pediatrician do this for your kids? And then I also also asked one of my nurse friends, I was like, does your pediatrician ask your boys to do this? And she was like, no, that's really weird. And honestly, if there wasn't a Fran there, I probably would have just straight up changed pediatricians. But I'm like, well, she was so friendly. I can't imagine that she's cool with like anything funky happening at her office. Yeah, it's all women at the office. Yeah, except from this one guy doctor and that happened to be her doctor that day. And he was, don't get me wrong, okay? He was great. He seemed amazing, but... We're on edge. That's what I think we're trying to say. Yeah. And so everything is a little strange. Yeah. And so any case, today she had a nurse practitioner who was a female. And I I think it's really important for us parents and us adults to ask the difficult questions that might seem offensive, but like there's a way to ask in a non-offensive way. And so I just gently asked, you know, as she was checking Gracie, you know, for her vagina and whatnot, I was like, is it common for you guys to ask all the kids to take off all their clothes for the well visit? And she goes, oh yeah, we just ask everyone 
to, you know, take off their clothes so we can see their whole entire body, like their skin, check for moles, rashes, all of these things. And I was like, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And she said, you know, why do you ask? And I love that she asked that because she could tell that I was uneasy about it. And it just made me feel like she has nothing to hide, you know? And I just said, well, you know, our doctor at home doesn't do that. And, you know, he'll just lift up the shirt and whatnot. And she goes, you know, that makes sense too. She goes, yeah. And, you know, if ever you're uncomfortable with anything, please let us know. And if you'd like, we also have like these paper gowns for the kids the same way, you know, us adults have it. And we are happy if you're uncomfortable in any way, please let us know and we'll give her the paper gowns. We just like to be able to see her whole body, you know, to make sure there's no rashes. And I was like, we get to keep the paper gowns. I'm pretty sure we could if we wanted to. Yeah. (laughs) So I asked the uncomfortable question. I know that it's hard to do that, but I just wanted to kind of like urge you if you have kids or even for yourself, ask the uncomfortable questions because I left there feeling so much more confident in that practice and you know they have like nothing to hide which made me feel good as well but yeah the weird thing is Doug is they asked her to pee in a cup I mean she must have been thrilled well I was like try to make it into a game I just imagine myself being there and saying okay Henley um, let's go to the bathroom and Try to pee in this cup. Yeah. Imagine trying to have your three-year-old, and she, mind you, she just turned three last month, ask your three-year-old to pee in a cup. I was like, huh? She's so, not the best aimer either. Oh, she's... Who knew that girls could have issues aiming like as a kid? Like, I mean, I get it because... I don't know. She literally will sit on the toilet and it could like pee to the wall. And I'm like, I have to tell her to aim down. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Um, (laughs) I did not know you would have that issue with a girl, (laughs) but we're well prepped for Hendrix. But yeah. So the nurse practitioner brought us to the bathroom and was like, okay, so pee in this cup. And I'm like, okay, how the heck am I going to get my three-year-old to pee in a cup? Turns out it was actually very easy. I literally just held the cup for her and I said, go pee pee. And she didn't have any pain when she went pee, which was so amazing. And uh, she peed in the cup. My hand got full of her urine, but no big deal. I'm surprised (laughs) that she just went kind of on command. Yeah, me too. I was, it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought for sure. I was like, she's, I'm like, she like, (laughs) hands me the cup and like leaves and I'm like, you expect me to do what? (laughs) I mean, I've had times where I've had to pee in a cup at the doctor's office and I would get like stage fright. Like like I would have to go to the waiting room and drink water out of their water jug in order to (laughs) wait to pee into a cup. Yeah, no, she did a great, I mean, I am so proud of her. She did such a wonderful job. Also, Doug, while I was there, just FYI, she's getting her two-year molars now and on the top and the bottom. That could be why her nose is running a bit. Oh, that's actually a good point too. Yeah. While I was there, I noticed that she's getting her two-year molars. Eating. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, so after all is said and done, the doctor checked her urine. Her urine is fine. That thin slice of skin or whatever, slice of skin, but that thin Mm -hmm. layer of skin in her vagina was indeed cut open. Uh, when she fell on the chairs is my assumption. But that happens, right? I mean, that that thing has to get broken open at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, it could happen whether you fall on your bike. It could happen, you know, horse on a horse. It could happen on multiple different ways. Our kid just happened to fall in between two chairs. Is Great that, parenting. <laughs> is that is that a hymen? Is that what it's called or is no, it different? No, it's, it's, it's something different. I believe the hymen, we should Google this right now. Yeah. I believe the hymen's inside. And I was going to say, because uh, the hymen is, I think, more of like, virginity type Yeah, and so stuff. so that's the thing is I was like, well, if it was open, could someone have sexually abused my daughter? But I honestly don't believe that's the case 
in any way, shape, or form um, because she did, like, thank God we saw her fall. So I saw it with my own two eyes and I saw exactly how it happened. And she, of course, cried. So it just all makes sense that she actually fell on the chairs. Otherwise, I'm not kidding you, call me crazy, but I would have pulled her out of school. I would have probably changed the babysitter just because I'm not risking it. Like, how do you I spell hymen? H Y M E N. Oh. I spelled it H-Y-M-N, and the definition is a religious song or poem Him. Or, <laughs> of praise <laughs> to God or a God. Forgot the E. Okay. What is a hymen and how does it break? So the hymen is a thin, fleshy tissue that's located at the opening of your vagina. Hmm. There's a lot of confusion out there about hymens. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah. Please clear it up for us. Think about it all the time. Uh, many people think the hymen totally covers the opening of your vagina until it is stretched open, but that's not usually the case. Oh, okay. So it is the thing outside. What she had was not normal. So that wasn't the hymen. Gotcha. Everybody has a hymen, but she didn't. Hers was a thin layer of skin that kind of kept the hole closed, and now the hole is open. Gotcha. Oh, the confusion is the hymen stretches. It doesn't break. You don't oh. break a hymen. You stretch it. Okay, well, anyways, that is a whole different podcast. But one thing I wanted we'll to say- show notes. Hymen, <laughs> hymen at minute 30. No, but anyways, what I wanted to say though, before we ended this podcast, like a super important tip for everyone out there, but for moms in particular, is when you teach your child- about their body parts, use the real words. Like we should probably say buttocks or butt, but I feel like tushy is definitely, you know, everyone knows it's what the cute. tushy is. It's yeah, cute it's cute. When she says it. But that's the thing what I'm trying to say is that like some parents call their vaginas their cookies or their Peter bug is what my mom called my brother's penis. And it's really, really Your sister said that. Yeah. Like my family tends to call penises Peter bugs. And it's really It'd be weird if you called mine a Peter bug. Yeah, that would be weird. But Doug, I have a really important message I'm trying to say. I'm not I'm not joking. Like it's really, really important to use the actual anatomical words like vagina and butt. And it's cute to say tushy, yeah, but like butt is what it is. And so if you are teaching your child about their body parts, try not to use any other word other than breast, butt, and vagina. Because if your kid goes to school and says, my daddy touches my cookie, no one will think, oh, like they'll just think that they're talking about a cookie, not a vagina. But if the kid is trying to tell her teacher that, you know, and I don't want to say daddy, but like my gym teacher. they know the point. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, someone's touching my cookie, you know, that's just like laughed at and like shoot away. Another cookie. Yeah. But, you know, if you teach your child the correct language, they're able to tell you exactly what's happening. And so I feel good knowing that like she told us her tushy her. I wish that she was able to differentiate her tushy from her vagina. Mm-hmm. So it's clear to me that right now that she's not able to because it was not her bottom that was hurting. Mm-hmm. It was her vagina that was yeah. hurting. She knows what a vagina is though. Yeah. she. I think because they're like two holes that are very close together, she was very confused. confused yeah. But I hope that we've been able to teach her now. But yeah, I just really wanted to share that because, you know, it is cute to say tushy and it's cute to call your vagina your cookie or a penis, a Peter bug or, you know, whatever you call it. That's super cute. But if your kid goes through sexual assault or sexual abuse, nine times out of 10, you're not going to really catch on as fast because they're not saying the right terms. Or maybe you catch on, but you know, you go to try to claim your case in court trying to like accuse a rapist or something. And they say, yeah, but you know, it truly like it could be very, very difficult. So anyways, I really wanted to kind of like share that. And I think it's important for us all to talk about. Yeah. Not to harp on all of this talk, but something else that was brought up that 
Jamie started to say, and I think it, you might have gotten this from the big little feelings, the interview that we did with a couple episodes ago, oh my which gosh. was phenomenal. If you have any like questions about, sorry, Doug, to interrupt, but I just wanted to throw it out there too, that we had two episodes, I think, with big little feelings. I am obsessed with this. This is a child psychologist and a mom of two toddlers, and they are experts at toddler everything, really, like tantrums, behavior, feelings, how to teach them, how to guide them. They're they so understand the mind of a toddler. Way more than I ever have. And so... But what I was going to say was also to teach your kids not to ever say it's a secret or have a secret area down there. Yes. And as a matter of fact, when I, every single time, now Henley's three, so I say, no one touches your vagina or your tushy. And I'm going to stop saying tushy. I'm going to start saying butt. But no one touches your vagina or your tushy but you. And the only time someone can touch your vagina or your tushy is when mommy or daddy are with you. Because she's three years old. She can wash her. And now I'm like wondering if I should be washing her vagina still because I don't know, like, because it was very red. But I mm-hmm. feel like that's just from, I mean, the doctor today said, she well, was like, it looks like it's her. bruised. We should teach her how to wipe. I mean. I did today too. Okay. That's the other thing is like when I took her at the doctor's today, I I'm was like. i good at wiping. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of wiping a girl. The biggest thing is, is front to back and don't reuse the toilet paper because like you wipe front to back for sure. Like, and you don't want anything from the back going into the front because it causes all sorts of infections. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I tell her almost every single bath time, just so I could really put it into her brain, like no one touches your vagina or your tushy but you. And the only time they can touch your vagina or tushy is when mommy and daddy are there with you holding your hand. Because, you know, I don't ever want to say a doctor can touch your vagina or tushy because you never know. It could mm-hmm. be a doctor that sexually abuses your child. I never want to say, you know, only good people or someone who's helping you can touch your vagina or your tushy or someone who's trying to make you feel better because, you know, these guys say, and women, unfortunately, say all these sorts of things to your kids. So I think the best thing to say to your child is no one touches your vagina or tushy but you. And if someone needs to touch your vagina or tushy, mommy and daddy have to be there with you. And there are no secrets ever about your vagina or your tushy. You always tell mommy and daddy. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I went through it as a child, so I guess maybe I'm a bit more passionate and hyper aware of it, but I think it's super important for us to be hyper aware of it because it has definitely messed me up as an adult. I mean, Doug, you know, like I feel like I'm a million times better now, but in the beginning of our marriage and prior to ever getting married, I was very awkward sexually. Like I just always was wondering if someone loved me or if they were touching me for their own pleasure or like wanted to do things with me for their own pleasure. That's always been like something that's messed up in my brain is like, do you love me? and you want to be intimate or are you just doing this because you want to get off? And so it's definitely had, you know, quite the impact on me. And I don't know, like it's made me very, very awkward and weird. So I don't want that, of course, for your children or for ours. Yeah. Well, on that note, I want to say thank you to everybody that's made it this far through the podcast. And I do want to announce that we have two very, very special people coming on the podcast next week. And it is a couple that we've had on before. Which we rarely ever do. We don't really bring couples on again unless like there's good reason to because, you know, why not? Um, These two, one of my favorite interviews was getting to know these two and and our paths have crossed a couple times. But Sean Johnson, who is the gold medalist for gymnastics. In the Olympics. From the Olympics. And her husband, Andrew East, and she's now Sean Johnson East, but he was a former NFL long snap and we are going to be chatting with them again. Yes, we're so excited. The last time we had them on the podcast was eons ago and she literally had her baby like a couple days later. She was so pregnant when we were chatting with her 
last. So now it's been nearly a year and their little daughter is now a year old. I don't know if you follow them or not. If you don't, you should. They're so, (laughs) so cute. But they're coming on the podcast next week. And I wanted to ask you, I want to bring on some Married at First Sight peeps. So please do in your five-star reviews so it doesn't get like overloaded on Instagram or someplace else. Just tell us who you want to hear from as guests because- I'm loving that you're loving all the guests. And I was thinking about bringing on some Married at First Sight peeps or maybe some more experts. And this whole point of this podcast is to serve you and to hang with you. So yeah, let us know who you want. I mean, we're here for you. Yes. All right. You can find out everything Hot Marriage Cool Parents by going to our Instagram page or at Doug Hainer or at Jamie and Otis. And we love you and thank you for listening. And we want to hear from you. So let us know your thoughts. Yes. And also it is time to vote. So make sure to get yourself all prepped and registered to vote because it is that time of the year. Wear a mask. And wash your hands. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.